to own them. And I might add, the Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy a cannon. Those who say the blood of the the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water with the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there are never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. The point is that there's always been the ability to limit, rationally limit the type of weapon that can be owned and who can own it. You liar! There will be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. They're so threatened by the idea that a conservative speaker might be persuasive and interesting and funny. One man's vulgarity is another man's lyric. And I would say one person's offensive speech is somebody else's challenging the status quo, rocking the boat speech. Are you looking for a podcast that contains verbal safe spaces and is free from trigger warnings? If so, you've come to the wrong place. Because we expect our conversations to be filled with rigorous debate, discussion, and even disagreement. Welcome to the Socially Sensitive Podcast. Welcome, welcome. I'm your host, David. And I'm Wolfie, here again. Yay. And let's start off with the little clip that you played in the <laughs> intro of our president. I hate to uh, contradict him, but he is lying through his teeth. <laughs> he's either he's either intentionally lying or his cognitive abilities have degraded to the point to where he doesn't realize what he said is a huge lie. Because from the very beginning uh, of our nation, the common man has been able to own the exact same weapons that our military has, has owned. As a matter of fact, uh, our regulars in the Revolutionary War had muskets, and our militiamen also carried muskets. Yeah. And as you come up through time, when they came up with the uh, the, the Henry uh, lever action rifle, oh yeah, those were issued. Those were issued to our troops, and you, as an individual citizen, could go out and buy the exact same weapon if you had the money. You could buy everything that the military got up until at least into the uh, 1900s when they started saying that you can't own machine guns and these other things. But up until then. You could have the and so what he's saying that from the very beginning that it limited who could own what he's just lying. Period. I mean that's that's the only way to put it. I mean it's a it's a hundred percent. I mean double speak, double think. Um, it's nineteen eighty four just gets more and more and more. You know, relevant. Yeah, as the days go by. Um, that's one thing I posted today. That's what it was. It was uh, the party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final, most essential command. Um, mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter, you know, what uh, what the truth is or even what they said yesterday. It's what they say today because what they say today probably contradicts what they said yesterday anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, what it is, is it's what are they saying in this moment? Because right. the next moment, they may be contradicting what they're saying now. Right. So to stay, you know, in the good graces, you've got to agree with what they're saying in this moment and this next moment and this next moment, even right. though each one of these moments 
and what they're saying may contradict each other all the way down the line. You, they expect you to agree to it and and believe it, which is stupid. And that's the whole argument with, uh, um, which I mean, I, I don't, I don't quite still understand a whole lot when people talk about critical race theory and a lot of, you know, because you hear both sides try to define it and explain it. And, uh, some say they're just completely rewriting history and some, you know, on the left will say, no, they're just wanting to teach the real history. Um, and some are, well, no, we, we don't want to glamorize, you know, anything that happened in this country. Each state is handling it differently. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, DeSantis is, is uh, they're pushing that bill right now in Florida. Actually, he might have. Or it might already passed. He might have already signed it. Um, banning, I think I heard somewhere race that critical race theory was uh, developed in the Frankfurt School, and I think Frankfurt, Germany, uh, for the specific reason to undermine the government and usher in socialism and communism into that country. Right. But see, to me, Whether that's those, those kind of answers are way too broad. Mm-hmm. That's like saying we're going to fix the economy with stimulus packages. You know, um, well, there, there is a rather there's an interesting Ben Shapiro because he goes through the uh, the tenets of the uh, critical race theory, basically right. what they say about themselves. And he explains how you know how stupid they actually are it's like i said i don't i don't understand enough yeah. of, the only examples i've seen are and i have no i mean i'm all for teaching correct history teaching uh historical facts um but a, a lot of the examples of things that i see when people start comparing it to you know calling it indoctrination and not education is when they show like a math problem. Um, Mm -hmm. And it'll be a basic generic math problem that they stick race into. It's like, okay, Lamar is driving down the street as a young black male in a white neighborhood and is pulled over. He drives through here every day of the week and he's pulled over by this officer here. Johnny, a white man that drives through this neighborhood, only drives through once a week. You know, what is the percentage that Johnny is more likely or is less likely to be pulled over than Lamar? You know, things like that, that you're you're working a math problem into it, but you're sticking racial um, inequalities or things into it. That's, that's all the, the background I don't want to say brainwashing, but uh, it's just if you're you're constantly bombarding children with constantly saying that there's all of these inequities, mm-hmm. um, whether they are or they aren't, eventually the child is going to be after years and years and years of school, even if they never taught them race, but using it in all these different ways they're going to eventually have certain opinions that might not be a hundred percent based on fact. Mm-hmm. 
But it doesn't mean that some of those things aren't fact. It's just that I don't know because you're not teaching it as fact. You're using it as, um, well, hypothetical situations. It's not- well, see, and they're, they're talking about, you know, that if you're white, you're inherently a racist. Right. This is what I've heard other people talk about. You know, you're inherently a racist if you're white. And if you're a person that's black or uh, another color, then you're okay. And they're also saying that the system is corrupt and thus we must burn the system down and put a new system in place. And when they were going through this explanation of things, what came to my mind was if the system is corrupt and it's turned all of us white people into racists, then wouldn't it have also turned all the other people of, of black people and people of color also into racists? So how can they be any better than me? In that particular aspect, if I'm a, if the system made me a racist, right? Then and, well, and, they're and saying, the black people, the black people go through the exact same system I do. Then they should have come out as racist also, right? But, so to say that they're actually superior on this subject is wrong because we both came through the same system, right? But they say race has nothing to do, or racism has nothing to do with race. It has to do with see. And that's it has where to do wrong. with power, right? It, all it is is a prejudice based on race, regardless of who the power figure is. In what, this, in who, the, whoever you are, if right. you think that you're the the demographic that you belong to is superior, well, no, you don't other. even have to be superior. See, you're falling into their idea. You don't even have to think it's superior if you prejudge somebody based on their it can be a positive thing you think that person is better and smarter than you if you see that asian person standing over there and you think that they're smarter and more intelligent than you based on their skin color and their ethnicity that's Mm -hmm. that's racist because you're prejudging that person based solely on their race nothing else even though it is a good positive thing you're imparting to them but it doesn't matter. It's right. still saying that their particular race is superior to mine, or mine is superior to theirs. Right. But that's what I'm saying. The, the, they that's, say that's it can only, only the superior side can be racist to the other. That's why they say that's, that a black person cannot be racist towards you. Because, that's, that's not true. Right. Anybody can be racist because all you have to do is think that the race that you come from and the race that you belong to is superior to everyone else. Right. And I know that's a very simplified definition, but that's it, period. And that's why Martin Luther King got up on the steps and said that he wanted people to be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. And if you'll notice, the left keeps pushing skin color instead of character. Skin color is all that matters. You're white. You're evil. You're black. You're more virtuous than I am. Therefore, you must teach me, oh, wise black man, you know. What it's like to, you know, and that's just not true. You can be a black person and be racist against white people. Definitely. Because you just don't, you just don't like them. There was one video I saw today that that, that made me think of it. It was a, it was a TikTok video of uh, an African-American woman neighbor. Um, the, her next door neighbor is moving in and um, he's a uh, Mexican um, and he's moving in and she comes out, you know, she's out in the driveway and she sees him. He's carrying in boxes into the house from the, the moving truck. And she's like, oh, did the house finally sell? You know, 
And he's like, yeah. And uh, she's like, oh, I can't wait to meet the neighbors, <laughs> the new neighbors. What are they like? And he's like, uh, um, yeah, well, we're pretty cool. <laughs> so he, he walks up and holds out his hand, and, like introduces himself. And she's like, no, no, no. I want to meet the new owners. And uh, he's like, you know, you know, I, I am. And that's what, but she's kind of like, no, but you're Mexican. You know, and it was, of course, an over-the-top kind of thing. But the point was that, you know, mm -hmm. here's this black woman being racist. They wouldn't say that there's even a power dynamic there. So they wouldn't even call that racist. They would just call that prejudiced. Um, and there doesn't have to be a power dynamic. That's what people don't no. understand. No, there you can be prejudiced be for any dynamic. reason. And if, exactly. and if one of those reasons is race, then it's racist. <laughs> Yeah, but pointing out, but they'll say, if you say, "Hey, that guy's got long dreadlocks," and they say, "Oh, you can't say that. That's racist." No, that's stating a fact. That's nothing racist about it. You know, see, they'll take make things that aren't racist racist, and the things that are racist, they won't call racist. Yeah, um, like Aunt Jemima. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing racist about that. There was nothing racist about Angela. Right. As a matter of fact, the story that I heard about her was actually very inspiring. Right. In that during the Chicago, like the beginning of the World's Fair, I think they called it something else back then. But it was supposed to be like the first World Fair in, in Chicago. And she's there and she's selling pancake mix or syrup right. or some crap like that. And she was so good at telling stories. And pushing her product that the people that eventually approached her said, we want you to not only, we want you to be the spokesperson for our product. Right. And thus her face ends up on the bottle right. and she gets paid. I mean, everybody's American dream. She finds something that she's good at. She gets paid for it. And thus she lives a better life. Right. And they have not, That's nothing. The Ameri they, they make nothing racist about it, except they say, because she's dressed how she's dressed. You know, she's got her little, her little bandana on her head and you know, but that's how they, that's how everybody dressed back then. And they're trying to make it, well, it's stereotypical that that's how she would have dressed. Well, that's how she would have dressed because that's how the actual photos of her that were taken. That's how she was mm -hmm. dressed. Yeah. And they think so, just because you're doing something based off of how, you know, it's like the Quaker oat guy. That's how mm -hmm. he would have dressed, you know? So, Right. But, but they like to throw race into anything that, well, I mean, because that's the easy answer. Well, that's Tim Pool's big thing now that he uh, he keeps saying that because that's the easy answer to fix anything. If somebody does something well, to you, also, you, 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 you hit them with the racist term. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that shows the mental inferiority of people. If, if you default to... Oh, you're racist right. to win an argument. Then you don't have the mental capacity to put together a thought or a counter argument to mine right. to actually win on a intellectual level. Right. If you default back to, okay, you painted me into a corner that I can't get out of. Okay. I'm just going to call you a racist and I win. Right. Well, that's, see, that's what he, he, he takes it to the point of like, let's say you work for Coca-Cola 
and they're they're wanting to send you to diversity training. They're sending you into anti-whiteness class, whatever you know, whatever Coke is calling it now. When they send you in, because they they he was talking because there were a lot of people that like I work for this company and they're making me do this and this. Now I have to sit through all these how racist I am and how bad I am and all these things. Um, mm-hmm. and go through these training classes. And so a lot of these people are quitting because they're like, I'm not going to yeah. work for a company that's going to make me do this. And he says that they're all missing an opportunity. He said every one of them should be going into those meetings. And the moment they start hitting you with the racist terms saying, you know, de- degrading you for being white, you immediately stand up. You, you accuse them of being racist to you solely based on the color of your skin and you make an HR report out of it. And then you start, the ball ro- <laughs> you start the ball rolling that way. Instead He's of- absolutely right. He's it- absolutely right. That's what someone needs to do. Right. And they need to take it to a court and they need to win a great big, you can settlement and you would see right. this stuff go away. It would just stop. Cause that's it, the only reason the it, companies well, I mean, are doing it. It's cause they're trying to appease a few vocal mm-hmm. people. And they, you know, yes. well, like you said, it's, it's nothing but virtue signaling because what they're, what they're saying and doing is meaningless anyway. And here's the thing <clears throat> back in the fifties, forties, thirties, twenties, tens, and the 1800s, the kind of things that they're saying about white people now, if, you know, some of those things were said about black people then, Right, And it was wrong then to say it about them. So why now is it all of a sudden okay to say it about the white people? Right. You can't say these things and say, no, this is wrong. You can't do this. That's why I said, and I I hate to harp on it yet again, but Dr. King got up and he told us content of character is what matters, not the color of your skin. Because it doesn't matter what color your skin is. If you're an a-hole, you're an a-hole. Period. And it, you know, and those come in all different colors. They're white, brown, black, uh, red, purple, green, yellow. Just, yeah, you know, I, I that's keep, just the way it is. I keep waiting for him to actually turn on Martin Luther King. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. And, uh, well, they already had to a certain extent, right. but I'm sure they probably will continue. But we'll I mean, on him and Uncle Tom. Yeah, on him directly. Yeah. Now yeah. they're just kind of going against his, uh, his teachings, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. They're, they'll eventually, I think they'll start calling him an Uncle Tom and that are, you know, a house in word. And Frederick Douglass, another individual, he escaped slavery, came out, and he didn't say that the Constitution was bad or that America was evil. He, he believed that America could be the shining city on a hill and that it could get better. And as a matter of fact, we fought a war, which ended, we ended up freeing the slaves. And because of it, and and that wasn't a. I mean, there were some black troops that were there, right? And, that, and they fought, but the majority of it was white men joining the military because they thought slavery was wrong. Coming south, one of the uh, individuals, I think it was in the Civil War. He was a black man, and he had been he'd been told that he could carry the flag, which was supposed to be an honor. In those days, uh, he ends up getting shot in the face, hmm. and he doesn't he doesn't drop the flag to the ground after getting shot in the face, and 
even though and, and even though he's shot in the face, some of the other troops try to take the flag away from him, and he won't give it away because you gave it to him to carry in the battle. And right. I don't, you know, even though he's been shot in the face, he's still going to do his job. And he's he didn't drop the flag and he didn't give it away to anybody, so it didn't touch the ground. Mm. You know, and he, I, I believe this was if I believe this was a black man, if I remember the story right. And I think he I ended up getting. I don't know, some kind of like Medal of Honor or Medal of Valor or some stuff for this particular incident. You know, but oh, but we're a racist country, even though we did this thing happened, you know, uh, whatever. It's crazy. One of, and I, this is another good one. Uh, George Washington, one of his most important spies that he had during the revolution was a black man. And when uh, Cornwallis, went to what was it, Yorktown is where he ends up bottling him up. And then the French come along and that basically ends the war. Right. That black man, that black man was the spy that took that information to Washington and said, this is where he's moving to so that he could then position his troops accordingly and thus bottle him up there at Yorktown. And the French came in from the sea. And so there was no way to get resupply from the sea unless they fought the French on the ocean. And the Americans had them surrounded on the ground outside of town. And then they just started, you know, they started a bombardment. And eventually the man had to surrender. As a matter of fact, he was so incensed and so embarrassed by the fact that George Washington beat him that he sent his subordinate, his second in command, out to surrender his sword to him because he was so embarrassed that a bunch of, you know, rabble farmers and colonists had actually bested him. Hating life for you, dude. <laughs> Going back to the house. Yeah, I can't. I cannot find. Man, some of those clips—they're so easy. I I pull. I know I pulled it once before and, and recorded it, and I was thinking we played it once, but I just when some of that stuff gets scrubbed from YouTube, you can never find the audio of it again. You, I know you've probably seen it. It's when uh, he's Biden's talking about. Uh, uh minorities um being able to uh use the internet and uh find uh polling locations and you know he's talking about getting id and how difficult it is for them to get ids mm-hmm. and to find you know which to me anybody go, who go, hears go to- somebody talk like that i have no idea how they can't see that how racist that is for him to say that that this group of people based solely upon the color of their skin is not able to do things. They're not either intelligent mm-hmm. enough. They're well, no, it's kind of like his poor kids and white kids, you know, thing. And I know you've heard that clip before. Oh yeah. Um, Try rumble. Sometimes they have stuff that YouTube gets rid of. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, that is, that's if I were black and they told me that the reason we're not going to have voter ID laws is because you can't go down to the DMV and get a driver's license, which has your picture on it, by the way, right. here in the state of Virginia. Right. Uh, so you that have would be to have that would to do a photo identification. everything. You can't go into a liquor yeah. store. You can't buy cigarettes. You can't drive. You can't. You can't buy a gun. Yeah. You can't do anything. Unless I mean, you identify you, you can't but the only it, thing you, you can't can get do concert tickets. Yourself. 
You can't do, you can't rent a hotel. You can't do anything. Nothing. But um, the only thing you can do without having a photo ID, if the Democrats get their way, is vote. Right. And here's the thing. And a lot of, a lot of these scenarios they talk about, you get these people that go out and they're diehard Democrats, but they're, and they're out there vote harvesting, you know, for, for their candidate. And let's say the little old lady that you're getting the vote off of, she's like a conservative or a Republican, and she votes the Republican ticket. There's nothing to stop that individual from just taking that ballot and throwing it in the trash. Right. Or, or just, you know, going and, and copying her name the best of his ability and changing her vote to what he wants her to, to actually vote yeah. for, her, for the other candidate. And that's why that's that is actual voter suppression when you're doing things like that. Right. Just asking somebody to identify who they are is not voter suppression, especially if the the photo IDs are. I think in a lot of places, photo IDs are free. Yeah, you don't even mo, have to, mo, I think I think you don't Crowder, even have to yeah, Crowder did a, a change my mind not too long ago on that, and I was thinking he he said that. It was like 27, 28 states. It was free. And then the states that did have a fee, I think it averaged anywhere from like 6 to $12. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's not even, it's not like it's, uh, you know, hundreds of dollars. Because it's good for more than a year anyway. I mean, it's multiple years. Um, did you see, uh, we'll just jump to a couple of stories. Uh, what's his name? Uh, John McAfee, you know, uh I know you've seen the McAfee antivirus. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. So um, he's the one that. But that, I haven't. He's the programmer. He's the one that started that, that founded that company, the software McAfee Associates back in the 80s. Uh, he's mm-hmm. the antivirus guy. Well, he got, you know, in trouble. Right. Um, I don't remember what all he got in trouble for. Um, mm-hmm. But he's been in Spain for uh, years, kind of. Hiding out from the government, not hiding because he's pretty vocal on YouTube and, uh, you know, Twitter and all those types of things. Um, well, today he, uh, they, the court ruled in Spain, Spanish court ruled to uh, approve his extradition to the U.S. And there was always mm-hmm. supposedly he had a lot of dirt on a lot of um, people. People. You know the Clintons, the the, the a lot of political political stuff because he was always into and he was he's kind of a nut too though, um, not to speak bad of him, but uh, uh, not to speak bad of nuts, but I mean right um, because he was uh, then later uh, just a few hours after the court ruled on that he was found dead in his cell. Um, ah, uh, so nice. he you know he uh, supposedly hung himself. Well, I, I no, just 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 like the other guy. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey that Epstein. all of a sudden his the cam. Yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein. Right. Um, whatever his name was. All of a sudden the cameras go out and he ends up hanging himself dead in a cell block. And here's a Twitter that I uh, a tweet of uh, John McAfee's that he that I found that I posted. He posted on November 30th of 19. So a year and a half ago. He said, getting subtle messages from the U.S. officials saying, in effect, we're coming for you, McAfee. We're going to kill yourself. I got a tattoo today just in case. If I suicide myself, I didn't do it. I was whacked. 
check my right arm. And then he's got across his right arm the word whacked tattooed on it. Um, so mm. he, and he, he was pretty, vo- he's been pretty vocal the past few years. But yeah, I'm not going to kill myself if I turn up dead. It wasn't me. So either this is the greatest troll ever <laughs> to put that much effort into it and then eventually kill himself, um, yeah. which is possible. You know, we'll just wait and see. Because I would imagine you would think they would have. Well, just like with the Epstein case, that's went away. Yeah. They're well, not no, they just came, that anymore. Uh, well, it just came out like last week, week four. The, yeah, but the, this isn't going to get anywhere. They're no. not actually going to put an actual good faith attempt into finding out what went wrong or what, how this man ended up dead. Because no, but I mean, with care. Epstein, because it just came had, out that the the prison the guards that were there admitted to lying about it last week or the week before, just a couple of weeks ago. They've recanted all of their story of what they originally said. Oh, they did. Yeah. So there's a lot so more they, to did it they, now. Did they did they actually identify who went in and killed him? No. But they oh, okay. they, well, they're still like, we don't know. We just weren't there because I guess supposedly the story was what one of them went on break and one of them who was supposed to be there fell asleep is what they claimed. Um, mm-hmm. And then now I think they both just kind of went off and then, yeah. and then come back. They, somebody, somebody probably came to them on their post and said, you need to go somewhere right. for the next half hour. Right. And then they went in and they did the dirt. They, they turned the cameras off. They went in, they did the dirty deed and then they left. And then the guys come back and, Oh no, this guy's dead. Right. Yeah. Or in that case, they didn't actually see anything, but they were relieved of their post. And that's somebody went in and killed him. Probably right. the people that said you need to go away. So, so this, uh, I don't know if anything will come out of this because <clears throat> I mean, this is even worse because this is in a Spanish prison. So, jail so i don't mm-hmm. know <laughs> what kind of well that's but, where the cia is involved because they they deal in all the overseas stuff so you got some cia wet work guy yeah but if they if they if not saying they're involved um but if if it's any sort of political governmental type thing would that not just be quickly ruled a suicide hmm, probably so that they could put it to rest. That's like yeah. they wanted to, to do the Epstein thing was a suicide. Right. Just yeah. so they could get, you know, they, they could get rid of it and, and sweep it under the rug. Oh, he committed suicide. Did well, he really? We well, don't know. I don't know. Well, it's right here. Uh, Cat Turd tweeted today. Um, he, he said McAfee Cat, didn't. Cat Turd? Yeah, he's, my fa- he's one of my favorite Twitter accounts to follow. <laughs> I love the name. <laughs> So what did he say? What did Cat Turd say? He he uh, he was just plain and simple. McAfee didn't kill himself. <laughs> That's all he said. Um, and you know, well, I mean, if he went to such lengths to say, "Look, if I turn up dead, I did not kill myself," then you probably pretty much sounds like the man might be sane, <coughs> right? Yeah, or at least sane enough not to commit harm against himself. You know, you know, Brian Seltzer of CNN. I know you've heard him, heard his name and seen him before. He's a little bald headed guy that yeah. nobody can stand, but he's like one yeah, of the a, big CNN guys. He's a, he's a troll. Yeah. You know, his, uh, his numbers now just come out the other day, his show. 
Um, <clears throat> he only draws 656,000 viewers a day to his show. Um, that's ridiculous. Uh, Cat and that's just, I think that's just potential viewers. That's not actually if they're actually watching. Right, right. I think that's potential viewers. Um, and Cat Turd has more views than that on Twitter. <laughs> yes. So maybe CNN needs to hire Cat Turd. There you go. Instead of this, instead of this Brian Seltzer guy. What I don't understand is how come CNN would allow the what was it the governor's the governor of New York the, his brother to uh, interview yeah, Cuomo. Him? Yeah. Yeah, Cuomo. If that's not just a conflict of interest, I don't know what is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. S- pick anybody, pick the janitor out, and give him questions to go and ask the guy. Right. You know, in the interview, but pick somebody else besides the man's brother. Here's an here's another here's another cat turd tweet. You know, let's make this a cat turd episode. This this episode brought to you today by uh, cat turd on Twitter at cat, cat turd. Crime rates are skyrocketing in Democratic-run cities because of stupid Democrat policies from stupid Democrat politicians who got voted in by stupid Democrat voters. Any questions? Did you? I seen the uh, the numbers for I think it was Portland, and uh, murders or shootings are up like five hundred and some percent from last year. Five hundred. I mean, it's yeah. Some of those are crazy. You know, I saw I saw a thing today that made me think about it. <clears throat> All right, you know, I'm kind of torn. I don't know where I stand on this. Um, Maybe I can help you. All right. Um, you know, in the United States, you know, we have the First Amendment, right? You, mm-hmm. We have that. Um, on a basic level, it means, you know, you can express your opinion no matter how unpopular, how horrible, how whatever it is, without fear of government censorship, you should be able to do and say and offend anybody as much as you want. Um, mm-hmm. Now, you can choose not to listen. Uh, but, uh, and the Supreme Court has taken that into flag burning, right? They, uh-huh. they yes. ruled in the 90s. What's the case? Uh, there was a Texas case, um, but it, it was somebody burnt at the 1984 Republican National Convention in Dallas. Somebody burned uh, a flag there and, you know, mm-hmm. they got arrested. They, uh, they, they were charged with breaking the law there in Texas, which then eventually Texas or Johnson invalidated statutes in Texas and 40 other states prohibiting flag burning. So the Supreme Court said. Fine. You're expressing your opinions, your beliefs, or whatever. Now, I kind of look at it as it has to be your flag. Um, you you can't come burn my flag because that's my right. property. Right. Exactly. But I understand if you want to burn your flag. I don't like it, but go for it. But you might say some things that I don't like, but still go for it. We all have those rights. Yeah, um, you can't take my flag down off my property and set it alight. Right. But you're more than welcome to go down to the store and purchase your own flag, douse it in gasoline and catch it on fire. Right. So according to the laws of the land, I don't think it's right either, but you have the right to do that. You just don't have the right to take my flag away from me and catch it on fire. And and we've kind of over the years have come to um not all speech is protected under the First Amendment. 
Well, the perfect example of that is when you yell fire in a crowded theater and there's no fire. All you do is get people to panic and they could end up hurting themselves. So in that particular instance, that's not free speech. Uh, Yeah, but that one actually has been overturned, too. That one, I found that one was overturned. Oh, really? That doesn't exist Well, that was... That was always the example that right. I was. And always. that's the one that people still always use. And but it's been yeah. um hmm. interesting. It, it was uh I don't remember. I I could find it. But uh um and cuz uh Holmes is the one who actually said that in another case is is one of the examples he gave trying mm-hmm. kind of using that. Um, but even then, after that, they said that was, it was never intended for that purpose. It was just to demonstrate that there are things that we could restrict. And it was more, like you said, something that's a true threat. Um, like, I can't, you know, make a true threat to you that, hey, I'm going to kill you. Or I can't say, hey, Jimmy, go over there and kill him. But now I well, can say, I wish somebody would kill him. Well, and also there's the fact that, I mean, you can't call in a bomb threat. You know, whether there's an actual bomb there or not, that is not protected speech. Right. Because but the, now but you the, put people, but the you speech put people itself, in potential danger. Right. But the speech itself isn't the crime part. Like if uh, I. You're, like if, you're splitting hairs. Because if I'm a mute and I can't talk and I call up the police department to call in a bomb threat and I can't talk, then it's not really any good at all because, okay, I can't speak. I don't, I don't have a voice. Right. So it would have to be the fact that I could say uh, there's a bomb in your building and I'm going to blow it up. Right. But that's what I'm saying. So it it's would not be, because it would be of the speech. bomb. It's not because of the bomb. It's because of the threat. Now, if I said, I wish somebody had a bomb and they blew up that building, perfectly legal. (laughs) Or I can't wait for the day that somebody comes along and blows up that building. Because that's not an an imminent threat. Right. Or defamation. We've we've kind of gone to that. Defamation, libel, slander, stuff like that. (laughs) You, You can't do. You know, us as a society have kind of put those little restrictions on it, too. Plagiarism is technically would fall in that line that can be illegal, even though to me that's like a little outside of I don't know if I'd consider that a first amendment thing violating um obscenity um we kind of all agree on child child like child porn stuff like that as well, obscenity uh, but we people that are people most mature adult people who don't you know but there you can't say we all agree to it because if there was no one consuming the child porn then the child porn industry would go away because there's no money to be made so somebody is consuming the product right but when i say everybody i don't mean every single individual i mean us as a society because if that was the case you couldn't you'd never be able to say a hundred percent of everybody well yeah there's always going to be one freak for something yeah, like in the, the Mambala, the right, man, right. boy, love, love association right. or whatever it is. Yeah. But it's like, uh, I mean, even ch- the child porn part, is it the ch- it's the child part that makes it obscene 
not the here's, I've seen it. I'm not the pornography part of it, right? Here's the here's the real problem that I see is that, uh, and I, I heard this somewhere in my past, and it said that uh, they was talking about people affecting young people. Uh, it said to get them by eight or it's too late. Right. And there was a little rhyme at the head in that you had to get a gay person somewhere in a place of authority and trust to someone that was at least eight years old or younger and explain to them that, oh, it's okay to be this way and thus affect them. Someone that they trust and they, they, you know, it's okay to be gay or whatever. And if you get to them before they get to be eight years old and they actually start to construct their own image of what, you know, a man is or a woman is or whatever, right. then once they get past that eight year old, and that's just a, a, a given number. Once they start developing their own ideas of themselves, then the opportunity is gone. So with all the crap that's going on in our society today with, with gay people and these trans people and all these other things, there have been some people that have gotten to these young people at an early age and told them that this is okay. That it's okay. Like if you're a man and you want to be a girl, it's okay for you to just, you know, take hormones and mutilate your body. Right. You know, by cutting off your, your genitalia and just claiming that you're a girl, which is totally false. You're a, you're a boy, you're a man right. who has mutilated your body uh, because you want to look like a girl. Right. And someone's told you that that's okay. Somewhere in your formative years, that message has been given to you this gender dysphoria that they keep talking about isn't necessarily something that is unique to these people. It's that's that idea has been implanted in them by someone that these young people have trusted and was in a place of authority and to be trusted, you know, and they've said, Oh, it's okay to do this. It's okay to be this way. Possibly, but not every time, probably. Well, sure. No, not every time. I'm sure there may be, there's probably exceptions to every rule. But, but, I mean, but, but you can kind of put the any um, activity in that. You could put alcoholism in that. You could put smoking cigarettes in that. that sure. If, yeah, you, you if, if you grow up in a household that heavily smokes or drinks, you're more than likely going to fall into that. Then, So, like, in our house, we, we've just never smoked. So our kids don't mm -hmm. smoke. But they, I mean, yeah. they could have. They, I mean... I'm not saying that. I mean, I'm not, well, not permission-wise saying they could have, but I mean saying, but I would think if if we both smoked, the odds of one of them smoking probably would be a little higher because that would be, well, like see, you said, implanted and ingrained my, in their my head. My dad smoked the whole time I was growing up, he right. and he drank. Yeah, my mom did too, uh, smoked. And I, and I don't smoke at all, now, nor do I drink. No, I did drink. In my younger years. No, you didn't uh, drink. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I consumed quite a bit of beverage. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I'll leave that. Yeah. But the thing of it is, is it's through my own story. I decided that, you know, smoking wasn't for me. Drinking wasn't for me. Right. Well, see, I, I grew up, you know, my mom smoked. Mm. Uh, my dad drank a little, I mean, I, I don't even say he drank. He would have a beer, like, maybe one a month kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Very, very rarely ever. Um, so it wasn't like I was around drinking growing up. Um, 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, we drank, like you said, in our younger years. I mean, I was right there with you the biggest part mm-hmm. of a the time. A lot of the times you were, yeah. So um, <laughs> we, we shared a lot of that. I drank a lot um, after you went on your way. You know, mm-hmm. that's when I had my worst moments with uh, substances and drinking and stuff like that was while mm-hmm. you were, you know, serving our country. I was serving myself. Oh, well, let me jump back to my my First Amendment thought. Um, all right. We were talking about burning the flag, things like that, you know, obscenity. Um, and I, I've. I've always been to the point that I'm like, okay, like I said, you can burn the flag you want, your flag, your property, you can do whatever you want with it. And to me, you can say anything you want. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I 100% guarantee there is nothing you can say that will offend me to the point that I think you shouldn't be able to say it. I'm not saying I'm going to like everything you say, and I might leave the situation, um, but I would never stop you from saying something. If if uh, you're not uh, shooting or swinging, right? Yeah, it's all just it's, it's just all just words. words. Yeah, and then it's, it's just, just sounds coming out of a monkey's mouth, um, and we just happen to agree on what some of those sounds mean. Um, so there's no power in them. No matter how much the rest of the world wants to tell you that your words. The only power that they have is the power that you, the person hearing them, gives them. Right. Right. So, so this, this so stuff you trying about the to N-word, hurt me with words can't happen. Yeah. This stuff with, with the N-word and people, all oh, white people can't say the N-word, which I haven't said the N-word. But here they are. Here we are. Talking about it, right? Uh, the N word is the new N word. So, well, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, even if I were to say that, the only power that that has is the power that you give it over yourself, right? And one of the things that that I, I actually, when I was in, I, I I had a couple of friends of mine, a couple of guys that were in my unit, and they were black, and I'm like. How come y'all get so upset over a white person saying this, but you don't get upset about each other saying it? I mean, I would, me personally, if I was a black person and another black person came up and said that to me, I would be more offended by them saying it than a white person saying it. Because a white person may say it and not realize everything that's attached to that word. Whereas you as a black man would, or at least I should think that you you would, if you're going to get that upset about it. Right. They were just—they just kind of sit there, kind of confounded that I asked them that question, and uh, and I didn't ever, ever really get an answer out of them. But the thing of it is, even though they were they were black guys, they were they were great guys. And if it would if push came to shove, and I had to go in and pull them out of a situation, I would be right there. I'm like, let's go get them, right? Because they're they're on they're and I hate to to put it this way, but they're they're on my team. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I don't care what I don't care what color you are. If I'm out there in that in that position, and I need to get somebody to come get me, I don't care what color you are. You be black, you be Mexican, you be Indian, you know, either the the woo woo or the doink, either one. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care if I'm out there and my butt's in the wind and it don't look good for me. 
I don't care who comes riding up behind me that's on my team to help me get out of that situation. Right. I don't care what you look like. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what color your suit. I don't care what color your skin is. As long as your bullets are going in that direction towards the enemy, and you're getting me out of a place where you know where I'm basically I'm facing death. If you're coming, I don't care what you look like. That's you know, that's. that's I'll hug all right. you. Next. None of none It'll of that. Like, should, yeah, none of that other stuff should matter. No, uh, no, it don't. But uh, and I think that's why I'm a little bit different than than most people that live here in Southwest Virginia because I have served and I've been in those situations. Well, not necessarily those per se total situations, but I have been in places where I have had the potential to be in those situations, and. I just, you know, you, you, you go in and as an infantryman, you, you train with all these people and it's just kind of an unspoken thing. It's like, Hey, look, you know, if your butt's out there in the wind and it needs help, then, you know, I'm going to do what I can to get you out of it. And I I expect the same thing out of you for me. If I'm stuck out there somewhere, you know, that I, it ain't looking good for me unless I intentionally put myself in that particular position to hold the enemy at bay so that you can withdraw safely, then yeah. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm there, I'm doing it of my own, accord. but you know, yeah, this is, that's just one of those things. And it's, it's like I said, we never actually sat down and said that we would do these things, but all the guys that I served with in my platoon and even in some of the other platoons, if it was like, you know, Hey, Sanford's out there, he's stuck in a forward position and it's just him and he's running out of ammo and he's getting overwhelmed by ground troops or he's going to, he's got the potential. He's being attacked. He's called for help. I'd be like, Hey, let's mount up and let's get out there. You know, he's one of ours. We got to get him. Right. We got to get there before something bad happens to him. And we got to make sure he's okay. And that's, that's what I expected out of anybody that I served with. And I'm pretty sure it was an unwritten rule that that's what you do. Right. You know, we didn't, like I said, we didn't sit around and talk about it. It was just one of those things. You just knew that this is what was going to happen. Right. It didn't matter about their background or their race or uh-huh. their nope. anything. It was, here's two human beings that we're going to do what's right. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But taking this back to the the First Amendment thing and allowing, give it, like we said, the, the, the power of words and people speaking and things happening. And um, like we talked about earlier, that, that Supreme Court case of that, Pennsylvania cheerleader that she got in trouble um, because she used vulgar language on Snapchat after she didn't make the uh, um, varsity team. The only, the only way that I could see that being even potentially okay is if the Snapchat that she posted it on was sponsored by the school. If it was the school Snapchat account and she was talking to other people. But if it was her own personal right. Snapchat account, then no, you've got no skin in this game. Right. This is between this girl, the mother, the father. Right. Period. Yeah, she's you no know, rep- you, as a school. She's no representation of, of that school. Yeah. No. Um, she doesn't speak on behalf of the school. The thoughts mm-hmm. and opinions she has are those of her own and in no way represent yep. those of the school, the county, the school board, the anything. Um, like said, now she was criticizing the school. Then that's um, okay. Right. That's it's okay to point. criticize the school. Right. Um, 
the uh, one of the main arguments that they had for it um, because uh, it happened off school grounds. Now they that they, they they've ruled. There's other cases in the past that have ruled on speech and things that are allowed on school property. Um, while mm-hmm. you're participating in the events of the school and you're in school and you're at school, you know, then you have to abide by, you know, diff- different guidelines because, well, I mean, it's kind of like you give, I don't see you give up some of your rights, but you, you understand that some of your rights are slightly suspended because you're participating in something. It's kind of like in the middle of a, you're standing, you can't go into a movie theater even though, like we talked about the yelling fire thing, but you can't go in the m- middle of a movie theater and just stand up and start talking and disrupting the movie. Even though legally you have a right to speak, but we, we've all kind of established you're a part of something when you're in there. You're watch, supposed mm-hmm. to be quietly watching the movie. You've agreed to this. The business can make you leave. And by them making you leave, they're not violating, I guess, your First Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're being disruptive. Because um, it's not the place to do that. And that's one of the problems I have with these people that kneel for the flag. Right. Okay. And it started off with this. Ker- Colin Kaepernick. 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 Whatever his name yeah. is. Kaepernick. Yeah. Started with him. Okay think that he should, he should be able to say whatever he wants. Right. But well, I think see, he was, at the time, he was a big enough celebrity that if he wanted to come out against this thing, whatever it was he was protesting at the time, of police violence or something like that, Yeah. then he, as like I said, he was a big enough celebrity at the time. He was a quarterback for one of the premier football teams in the NFL. Yeah, but he sucked. He could have called it. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did suck. He did suck. Yeah. I think his first year he did okay. Uh, I think he might have got him pretty far but then the next year he just went downhill because he let his last year's performance dictate you know it's like oh look what i did for you last year it's like well okay that's fine last year's gone you need to continue to perform at that level or even better so that we can go further and he just didn't have it any to do it right uh in my opinion and so he just sucked and so and i've heard stories that he actually did that because he knew he was going to get cut and so he decided to start a controversy so that they would think twice about cutting him because then he'd like, well, the reason you're doing this is because of what I've did here with this, uh, with this protest and you're and I'm a black man and stuff like that. And so right. it turned into a big racist thing, which I wouldn't yeah, put I, that past. I had, I had heard some of that, but then I also heard a part, a story about <clears throat> that when he first started doing that, that he felt that he couldn't, he couldn't respect a country that was treating well, the whole thing that African got him Americans pissed off, that way, the, this, and the police this, this, as a representation, because well, when he first that, started doing it, he didn't kneel. The first few times he did it, he just sat on the bench. He wouldn't stand for the national anthem, and he just mm-hmm. stayed seated. And then supposedly a friend of his or somebody he knows that is a, a vet um, mentioned to him how disrespectful just sitting there was. Um, and then that's why he changed it to Neil, that he viewed it as more of a statement and less disrespectful to the the anthem and the flag. Um, well, it's like it's like I was saying, he was a big enough celebrity. He could have called a press conference and had a press conference about the whole thing. Right. He didn't have to do that then. And here's I, another thing. I, I think he did. I think he, he still did that's, that, that's, too. That's his place of employment. Right. He is an employee of the San Francisco 49ers. And if they're as the employer... 
if they say you stand up for the national anthem, then that's what you do. Right. Period. But, but see, that's that was boss. the problem. That's, the that's NFL the guy you, was fine that's with the guy you. That's the guy you work with or right. the guy you work for. They're the one paying your, your crazy salary that you're getting, this millions of dollars. They're the ones paying that. And if they say, look, when you're here on the football field, you're an employee. This is you coming to the office every day. Right. Right here. This is what this is what we do all the practicing all week for. This is where it matters. You're my employee. And as my employee, I want my employees to stand during the national anthem. Then you should respect that because he's paying you an ungodly amount of money to play a game, a kid's game. And go ahead and stand up. And then off the field, you right. can make all the political statements you want. I don't care. Make them. Right. But see, I'll, that was the problem it, I yeah, think a lot of people you, had is the me, NFL it, and the team didn't have a problem with it. And if you want, well, see, the fans, a lot of the fans did. And the that's why did, the NFL but, has lost. But that's between the fans and the, that's not between him and the fans. That's between the NFL and the team and the fans. So Man, it, it, yeah. it's kind of like. But that's why the NFL's lost lost viewership is because the right. But I have continue no problem. to foster this. Right. But I have no problem with him doing that um, if the team's fine with it. If the team in the NFL's fine with it, I have no problem with it because I care less. Cause, but that makes me view the team and the NFL differently that then maybe mm-hmm. like a lot of people just not going to support that anymore. Kind of like Coke or whatever. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. Uh, I get it. But I think they still have the right to do that. Because that that's the side of cancel culture that I believe in, that yeah. that I cancel with my dollar. I cancel with my independent choice of if a company does something, let's say Coke says, or the, an actor says something horrible that I don't like, or that uh, they do something that I don't want to support. I think it's my right to say I'm not going to support them by viewing their products or buying their products or financially supporting them by buying things. But I think it's wrong for me to take that next step and then go, okay. And then I also think I have to ruin their career and remove their career. So nobody has the opportunity to buy their products because I don't, I think I have the place to say that you can't buy it if you're fine with it. Well, here's the thing. It's from the time that that's happened, and, and that has just went wildfire through the NFL with all the teams taking knees now. Right. Uh, I haven't. I haven't watched a football game, and I haven't purchased an NFL-based product since. Right. Period. Because I mean, I used to be a huge Chargers fan, and I know it's really weird that I live here on the East Coast and I'm a Chargers fan, or I was. Right. And then all this crap started, and I was just like, "No, this is just I." I I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to support this with my money. Right. And you I know, think so that's I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to watch the games. I'm not going to purchase, you know, you, the big thing for me every year is I would go and I would look at their new hats. Right. What kind of new hats they got? Which ones look cool? Which ones don't? You know, which one would I possibly buy? You know, and I just, I'm like, no, I'm not going to waste my money on people that want to basically, you know, flip me the bird. Right. And what got him so cranked up was, wasn't that back during that, uh, Hands up, don't shoot crap. Yeah, none of that. Was. Or was, and none of well, that there, stuff was, there was true. A, I mean, it was a lot of things, but yeah, that was, I think, the big one was, yeah, that Michael Brown stuff. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, but see, that's how you should do it is you don't personally support them, but you're not going to go, okay, now I think we should get the ki- the whole team canceled and they, the city no, should no, pull no. their. 
and make it to where nobody can go watch a game or see a game because then you're if you just want, making your opinion for everyone. If you want to, if you want to go watch a game, right. or if you want to, you know, sit at the house and watch a game on Sunday, I don't care. That's fine. I just, me personally, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I just, and I do think it's disrespectful. Right. I really do. I mean, like I said. There are plenty of people that would like to be able to stand up that can't right. because they've put their lives in, in places and they've ended up losing that ability to stand and would wish that they could still stand and they can't. And then to have you come along and just kneel there. And I wrote a nice little poem back a couple of years ago and it was it went something along the lines as I wish there, there were something that we could all do uh, as Americans to show unity and respect for one another. Yeah. And uh, I think it's, it's, it went something like that. And then I, 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 you know, whether you're a, a new citizen or you've been here forever, or if your family's been here since the beginning, you know, and I ended it up with, well, I just wasted a wish because there is something like that. And it starts with, would you please rise for the national anthem? Right. That is what's supposed to be bringing us together as a country. And when you attack that, then you're saying you don't want to, and this is just me that you don't want to be a part of that country. But yeah, back with this, this, the girl with the Supreme court ruling where she, um, you know, got kicked off the, uh, the cheerleading team. And, uh, um, the Supreme court ruled this week. Yeah. That, uh, that the school was wrong. Um, that they, they, them regulating off campus speech, for things like that, because they gave the example of saying that when they regulate off-campus speech, um, for doing so may mean the student cannot engage in that kind of speech at all. So it's not like you're just in, saying they can't do it when they're not. Because if you say they can't do it when they're not here, that means that they can't do it ever. So then you are regulating their speech, whether it's political or for any reason. Um, okay. I found it, and if you'll bear with me, I'll read it to you. Sure. It, uh, it goes, I wish there, there was some ritual, something we could all do together as Americans, a showing of unity that we could all do together to show support for each other and the country that everyone can participate in, no matter the skin color, no matter where you're from, no matter if, you, if we have just become a citizen or our families have been here since the beginning, something simple, easy to do, well, folks, I just wasted a wish because we have that already. And it begins like this. Ladies and gentlemen, please, please rise for the national anthem. Right. I wrote that and I put it on my, uh, on my Facebook wall. And I got quite a bit of uh, positive response from that. That's good. I had one person actually call, it, call me brilliant. Brilliant. That's, yeah. And I, uh, it was a girl, too, which mm. I find that hard to believe. but. <laughs> It wasn't Reva. I can tell you that. <laughs> we have that, but they have the right to not do that too. That's the the power in the ability to is that you're not compelled either way. Yeah. Because if you are compelled, then the next step is who's doing the compelling. Mm-hmm. And then the compelling always escalates to a man with a gun. Yeah. If if you're abs- you're absolutely right because the only the only entity in this country that can legally bear arms against its citizens is the government. Right. 
I, I was pushing towards this clip that I said I was kind of torn on. And you, you've touched on a lot of it with the, the Colin Kaepernick stuff. And then we talked about the burning of the flag and, and uh, all of those pieces. Um, uh, well, before I play that clip, let me play one more um, where we were talking about cancel culture. Here's uh, Bill Maher, his clip on. Uh, and I'm, I'm reading this survey of Latino voters in battleground states. Eighty percent think the public schools are failing. 63% agree free market capitalism is the best form of government. 67% think Americans are losing traditional values. 66% agree cancel culture has gotten too far out of hand. And I, I was reading also about Lin-Manuel Miranda this week. He of Hamilton fame and, you know, won a Pulitzer Prize for it. He's got a new musical, The Heights, which is about Washington Heights. I know that neighborhood. My father parked in it every day of his life going to New York coming over from New Jersey and then taking the subway down to Midtown. And um, he wrote the music and lyrics. He's, his parents are Puerto Rican, came to this country from Puerto Rico. Um, the book is by someone who's half Puerto Rican. It got 96% Rotten Tomatoes. People loved it. Great reviews, for which he has apologized profusely. Why? Well... There's Latinx performers, one black lead, but no Afro-Latinx. The committee that makes note of everyone's skin tone discovered this, and then Lin-Manuel Miranda had to say, I'm truly sorry, I'm learning from the feedback, I thank you for raising it, and I'm listening. I promise to do better in my future projects. This is what I was talking about with Nikki. Please stop the apologizing. You're the guy who made the founding fathers black and Hispanic. I don't think you have to apologize to Twitter. For fuck's sake. This is why people hate Democrats. It's cringy. Different. Uh, yeah. Well, what, what's different is, yes, people used to get mad. Because what's keeping them, what keeps them going is the fact that there are some people that, that actually will kowtow to them and that makes them feel like they're superior and that, oh, I'm better than they are. Right. And, and then it emboldens them to do it to the next person. And, but if these, if the first person, if they would have came out against that first person, that first person would have just looked at them and said, you're stupid. Go away. I'm not apologizing. You know, screw you. It would have ended. Yeah. But no, they've empowered these people by, Oh, you're right. You're so right. I need to go and apologize for this right away. No, you don't. It's like that. Uh, it was a black lady. She uh, she she portrayed another a black lady. I think she was supposed to be a singer, but supposedly she wasn't black enough or whatever. And so she had to apologize for being in a movie uh, about this black singer and that how dare she think that she could portray this person. And I'm just like, really? You're an actress. You were paid to do a job. You did it. Right. Now, whether or not I haven't seen the movie, if it sucked, it sucked. And that's something you probably should apologize for. But if you went out and did your best and it still was just it sucked as a movie, that's not your fault. You know, that's poor writing. Right. But uh, but just to say, OK, I, I'm not black enough to play this role or whatever. Then no, mm. no, that's that's just stupid. And she should have never apologized for that to begin with. Like I'm an actress, it's my job. They approached me, 
I liked the project, and so I decided to do it. If you don't like the way I did it, then that's a legitimate criticism. Right. But I'm not going to apologize for the fact that I did it. You know, I got paid for it. Right. It's like, uh, do you ever see the movie? Was it uh, Skyscraper? I think was the name of it. The Rock movie. He played his family. Mm-hmm. He lived in this big high-rise building. He did, like, security, like the tech camera, all the security systems for it. Um, mm-hmm. But he played a um, an injured vet who, an amputee in it, um, which they, you know, did with CGI and all that. Um, he was, mm-hmm. like, knee down. Um, uh, that a lot of people got mad that they put they cast him in that role instead of an actual amputee um actor um which well if you're going to go to that absurdity then not only should you have an amputee actor but the amputee should be a veteran also right so So it should be a veteran amputee actor because i know that actor would have had the same draw as the rock that's that's not the that's not the way it works. Right. No, they're actors. It works because parts. the Rock has a name. He's made right. a name for himself. He's well known. Right. And uh, and they're like, we want you to do this project, you know. And his name brings legitimacy. Not when well, I say legitimacy, but his name brings a certain something to the project. And thus, you know, oh, it's a, it's a rock movie. I'm going to go see that because I like the rock as an actor or I like right. the rock as a wrestler or whatever the case may be. Then, you know, there I go. Yeah, 90% of the tickets are going to sell because of his name and no other exactly. reason. Exactly. And for no other reason. Right. So you could, take a, you could take a veteran amputee actor and put him in that same role and he doesn't have the name recognition of the rock, then you've just made a very expensive movie that's not going to make any money. Right. Because it wasn't that good a movie. <laughs> It wasn't well written. It wasn't like great dialogue. It was, it was an action yeah. movie with The Rock, which requires no, The Rock. So, but but they get upset when you you know have a a a, a movie with a gay actor that you have a straight actor play a gay character. Um, and it's like we have plenty of homosexual actors out there. You should have filled it with one of them, or. But do, but do you have plenty of homosexual actors that have the rank name recognition right. as the straight actor that I cast to play the part? Right. If but you they, do, then let's we'll talk about it. Yeah, but but if you don't, then it's a it's a it's a it's a mute point. Yeah, that's using too much logic, though. They're there to make money. They're not there to make political statements, or at least they're supposed to be there to make money. Which means if I've got a project and I want to cast somebody in it, then I want to cast the people that I think are actually going to draw people into the theater and thus spend money at the box office to get into the theater to see the movie. Right. Not the, not, I don't want to be politically correct and have a great project and because it's a great project and I can't use the actors I want to use because I've got to use, you know, people that don't have the name recognition of the actors that I want to use. Hmm. You know, that's just not right. It's, it's Here's another clip. <clears throat> I'm not 100% sure what this clip is. I put it in here, but uh, I think it's leading to where I was going with. Uh... I think as long as they see Americanness as the same as one with whiteness, this is going to continue. We have to figure out 
how to get every American a place at the table in this democracy, but how to separate Americanness, America, from whiteness. Until we can confront that and talk about that, this is really going to continue. I was on Long Island this weekend uh, visiting a really dear friend, and I was really disturbed. I saw, you know, dozens and dozens of pickup trucks with, uh, you know, uh, explicatives against Joe Biden uh, on the back of them, uh, Trump flags, and some cases just dozens of American flags, which you know, uh, is also just disturbing because essentially the message was clear. It was, this is my country. This is not your yeah. country. I own this. Yeah. See that. that woman is, that woman is so stupid. Yeah. I heard she's so stupid. Steven Crowder made the comment about the American flag, um, that now the American flag, if you see the American flag, like on somebody's home or somebody's vehicle, um, 90% of the time they're a conservative. Um, he said it's it's almost the new half of the Christian fish um, that it's like mm-hmm. the, the new because the left is so much opposing the, the flag now. Um, as yeah, and here, because here's the thing. I never I never made the distinction of America and white. No, I always looked at America as a melting pot of people coming from all over the globe, all over the world right. to come to a place where they could be free and prosper. Right. And it doesn't matter what color they are. Right. One of the problems that I have are these people that want to hyphenate themselves down into subcategories of Americans. I, and it, it just it irks me. The African-American, Portuguese-American, Chinese-American, I mean, whatever hey. you. Whatever you want to put in and hyphenate yourself as. Right. I mean, everything no, no. is identity, if, if you're, identity if you're here politics. If you're here and you've gotten your you've 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 gotten your citizenship, then you're an American. Right. You don't have to hyphenate yourself and you shouldn't hyphenate yourself. The people that want you to hyphenate yourself are the people that want to to bring us down into separate groups and then pit us against each other. Right. That's and, and that's just wrong. Like I said, I. I think uh, I think John Wayne said it, and he was talking about you know hyphenated Americans, and and I agree with him. I don't think you should hyphenate yourself. You're an, if you're here and you're a citizen, you're an American. You're American period. Right. You're not an African American. You're not Cuban American. You're an American. Period. That's it. You're a citizen. You're an American. Yeah. Some people just look at it though that if they come in and say that I'm just American, that they're turning their back on their heritage or on their uh, their history. Um, no, so. no, because, well, I mean, if that were going to be the case, then I would have to, uh, research my family tree and find out from what part of Europe I, you know, my ancestors came from. And then I would have to be either a British American or a French American or a German American. Yeah. But you're you more know, than, you're more than that's first just, or second generation. That's just stupid. Yeah, I know it is. And exactly. I am more than just a first or second generation. Now, I think my family's been here for a while. I don't know exactly how long we've been here, but I think we've been here for a while. Right. And uh, and I don't look at it. I don't. Uh, I don't synonymous. I don't see a synonymous America and white. I see America as unique in that everyone's welcome here. Right. It doesn't matter the color of your skin, unless you're white or Republican. Uh, yeah, unless you're white or Republican. And then people do, the Democrats have a problem right. with you. But here's the clip that uh, I was leading to that was, I, 
the one that I, I wasn't sure how I felt where we talked about the flag and Colin Kaepernick and all this. This kind of includes all of it almost. It's a it's a Michael Knowles, um, mm. which I like him. He's, I, he's usually, interesting. I usually to. I usually agree with a lot of what he says, but his I guess when I listen to this. I kind of had my gut instinct how I felt about it, and then I thought about it for a minute. But then how he said he felt about it, and then I was like, I don't know if I agree. Um, but here, anyway. A transgender athlete who was chosen as an alternate to represent the U.S. at the Summer Olympics uh, is a BMX freestyle rider. Apparently, there's a bicycle sport in the Olympics, and uh his his name is Chelsea Wolf. I guess he's a he's a guy who now pretends to be a woman, and he says that quote My goal is to win the Olympics so I can burn a U.S. flag on the podium. <laughs> there are many problems with this fella joining the U.S. Olympic team. Not the least of which is he would be competing as a woman, but he's not a woman; he's a man. But actually, even more important than that. This guy wants to represent the United States at the Olympics, but he hates the United States. He wants to represent the United States so that he can humiliate the United States, so he can burn the symbol of the whole country. He should not be permitted, he should not be permitted on the team because he's a dude, but there's, there are many reasons he should not be here, but he should not be permitted on the team, more importantly even, because he's not on the team. He's not on the bigger team, which is the American team. You should, this is a good example of cancel culture. He, he posted this, this comment to Facebook when he said he wants to burn the American flag on the podium. We should cancel him for that. That's, good, that's a good use of cancel culture. I, I always go back to that Chesterton line. There's a thought that stops thought, and that's the only thought that ought to be stopped. There is an American Olympian that, that stops the American Olympians, <laughs> that undermines our presence there. That sort of thing ought to be stopped. The, the Olympic podium is not a free marketplace of ideas. When you're out there representing, this actually the same thing could be said of all of our sports. This is one of, one of the aspects that was so offensive about the Colin Kaepernick thing. Games, sports, always have a patriotic quality. When you abuse those sorts of things to attack your own country, that is ugly, it's counterproductive, and you shouldn't be permitted to do it. Kaepernick shouldn't have been permitted to do it on the football field, and especially this fella should not be permitted to do it at the Olympics. I agree. I don't think he should be... um, If he wants to identify as a woman more power to him. He wants to ride his BMX bike as a woman, more power to him. If he wants to, I don't think he should be competing against other women. And, and granted, I don't know how much difference there would be as a BMX rider, male to female. I think it should just be a non-gender thing and that they male, female, all compete kind of like NASCAR. Um, uh, well, yeah, to a certain extent, I can see that. But here's the thing. As a male, for the majority of his life, he's had testosterone pumped into his his bone structure and his muscular structure. Right. And if he's did any kind of working out at all, then those muscles are bigger than what would be in 
uh, female. Right, but, but I don't know. Size. I don't know for that competition and, how much more that because when you look at some of those riders, some of the really really skilled ones are little bitty skinny lanky little guys. They're not like big muscular yeah, guys. So I don't know how much guys. that extra. But I don't know how much that extra strength and they're testosterone makes a difference. It. It's going to make a difference in that when you're pumping those pedals, you're able to generate more. Uh, power more force and you're able to do the more complicated tricks yeah but i don't know i don't know if if just more raw power if that was the case then like people like the rock would be better the big well, muscle I mean, no, guys there's, so there's i mean also, i think there's, there's a also, diminishing there's, return there's also the fact that you got to have skill and you have to practice right okay if nothing's going to just come to you automatically just because you're a guy you're not going to be better than other people now, granted, but I think in, if there is a division between male and female, he shouldn't be competing. Competing. It's just that I don't know in that sport if there should be a distinction. I think there should be. Kind of like in NASCAR, you could use that same argument in NASCAR. You as a man could physically tolerate the the speed and the force and the distance and the time as a male more than a woman driving. Because NASCAR is a really hard physical sport. Oh well, yeah, sure it is. So as a man, you would have an advantage over women. But we, yeah, we've got women that compete. Um, Danica Patrick is a, you know, she was a top NASCAR driver. But if anything, she's lighter, so the car drives faster. <laughs> so I don't know. She gets she gets more <laughs> she miles. Gets more, she gets an extra three horsepower. Yeah, but no, but no, that which I mean that that if but if there is a distinction. It, he should compete male if he's male, male, female. I don't think that should cross. But if if in NASCAR they had to pedal those cars instead of a combustion <laughs> engine right. moving them, then yes, you would have to say that there we need to have a distinction between male and female drivers because now you've put in the aspect of you have to pedal the right. cars. Right. So yeah, but as long as that combustion engine is actually what's moving that car around. Right. Then, yeah, I can see letting both compete together. Right. But my, my no main problem. point was it, it, it was kind of just a little side note with the male female thing because it, since there is, there obviously is definitely a male and female division, I think it should be well, sure different. There is. So, um, whether and this there is what kills be, me. I don't, I don't. One of, the, one of the stories that I heard was from out of New England area. And uh, it's a girl. She'd been on the track team for years and she was. She was uh, hopeful for college scholarships and everything like that. And then I think in her junior and senior year, there were a couple of guys that decided I'm not a guy anymore. I'm a girl and I'm going to compete in the girls track competitions. And now when she went to state there's, she's competing against these two guys that think they're girls and they won, you know, they were like first and second in the state. And she was like third on the podium. Whereas before that, she had been that girl that had been, you know, first and second on the podium. Right. Because they have an advantage because they are a guy. Right. Yeah. I watched. She was on uh, Megan Kelly. It doesn't matter if they've transitioned all the way or not. Right. They still have that advantage. Right. They were on. She was on. uh, Megan Kelly had her on her podcast and she Mm -hmm. talked about it. Um, Yeah. They. That's what she described them when when they would raise. But see, because the media, how crooked the media is when they reported mm-hmm. on some of it, 
there was one of the news articles that reported on it that she had beat both of those boys twice in mm-hmm. uh, races prior. So she was saying, see, so it's possible that they can compete. And she was like, no, every time we raced, they blew her away. Wasn't even close. Right. The only right. times she beat them was they had false starts and were disqualified for that heat. So right. that was the only time she beat them in heats that they were in is because they got like a foot fault or, you know, something mm-hmm. that, uh, right. but on, on the record, I guess it still shows they were As in the same heat to get, yeah, a victory to her over a male. Um, when she said technically mm-hmm. it wasn't. And she said they, in the news articles, they would never report that part of it. It was just, no, they would not. report it as that she had beat them um, as an example of, see, it is fair, um, because occasionally she wins when she said she never went, won against them when it was an actual um, race. Yeah. If but, they hadn't disqualified themselves by doing, like I said, false starts and so forth, right. then she would have lost to these people because every time she did actually run against them, she lost it. She lost it, right? And it wasn't even close. And if you, and if and if the schools are going to push this kind of crap, then they need to have. And, and, and this is just going to set themselves up for, you know, athletic budgets that are, you know, getting even more out of control, and they can't, you know, because they claim they can't fund everything that goes on now. But uh, you're going to have to have a male football team and a trans football team, or a a male female trans track team, and only the right. trans can. And can compete against each other, and that's the only fair way to do it. Yeah, you can't just because you think you're a girl, all of a sudden be like, "Oh, I'm a girl. I think I'm a girl," and so I'm going to go out for the girls' track team, even though I'm not actually a girl. And the crazy part about it is, is no one, no one has enough cojones about them to call these people out. It's like, no, no, you're not a girl, and even though you think you are, you're not. Yeah. If you're born with male genitalia, you're a male. It doesn't matter what you think. Back to you know, the, yeah. I could I could think I'm a tree. That doesn't make it true. <laughs> an attack helicopter is Taco says. Um, yeah, I could be an attack helicopter. Ooh, I'd be a I would be an Apache. Yeah. But <laughs> the the male female part of that aside, um, which like I said, since there is separate divisions, there should be separate divisions. Um, but the main thing was. You're, the main thing I'm coming across with is you're taken away from female. Female star sports were started so that females could shine in the sporting arenas. Right. If you allow men to say that they're women and then go into those female arenas, you're taking that away from the females, and you're basically telling them that they're not good enough. Right. And, and that there's and, no really no reason for you to compete because you're not good enough. Right. And and I am fine with that if they eliminate all gender in all sports and they went to, but that would make for not very many female competitors in any sports. No, no, it wouldn't. So, well, I mean, it would because I mean, if you're running, if you're running girls and guys together, the girls aren't going to win for the most part. You know, maybe you know here and there. But for the most part, it's going to be guys that win those, you know, those races, those right. hundred meters, two hundred meters, three hundred meters, four hundred meters, five hundred meters, whatever it is. You know, it's mostly going to be guys. Right. 
and and as they and as the women go further and further into it, they're going to see that the guys are the ones that are doing most of the winning, and they're doing the most of the losing, and they're eventually going to get disheartened with it, and they're going to, you know, leave said sports, whether it's swimming, track, or whatever. Yeah, that's but, why you have uh, a distinction between the two. There was a kid on Virginia High's swim team. The dude, he was a beast. He was huge, and when he butterflied this butterfly stroke, yeah, when he come in to to do his flip turns and stuff like that. Actually, well, when he came in to finish the race, his last couple of butterfly strokes, he was sending freaking just waves over the end of the pool. He was moving that much water, and he mm. was that big and that powerful. There's no way. I could not see any way that a woman could have got in that pool with him and actually kept up with him. Yeah. I mean, there might be some. Because he was that much more... He was that much. He was that much more impressive than everybody else there. This was in the state meeting that I watched. Right. So these are and supposed it, to be and the it's top possible boys there, from all over the state. It's possible there might be a girl in the country or the world that could compete, but um, but the, you could say the same thing about uh, I don't know. Pick any NBA basketball team. Maybe 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 Olga from the. Uh, Russian swim team of the 1980s, maybe. Right. But I mean, when, when, <laughs> maybe she could, <laughs> but any NBA basketball team, I can't compete with any of them. Um, nah, should I, I be I able either. to? Should they, should they make the system where I'm allowed to? I think they should. They should make it. So they should. Yes. I mean, if they're going to force, if they're going to force women's sport to have men in them, then yeah. Then why not let a short white man play basketball? I think it should be totally fine. As a matter of fact, I think there should be a short white man on every basketball team. Just because, but you see, know, as, and it, whether they're there as a token or not, that doesn't matter. There should be a short white man on every freaking NFL team. But see, you've got it every backwards. They're not making them compete. They're allowing them to compete. It's kind of like the women that identify as male. Let's say you're a female power lifter. And now all of a sudden you identify as male. They're not going to make a place for you on the male team. They're, they're going to allow you to try, but you're not going to compete because you're not going to be any good compared. Mm-mm, no. But and you way. can pump up with as much, as much testosterone as you possibly can, and I don't think you'll actually be able to lift with a um, real born a man man right you know but a man but a man that identifies it a woman like the one example posted today was the the, she's an olympic lifter um Mm -hmm. it's a man but yeah but he's competing um and he'll dominate he's already set records sure he will um, but see, and how much, that, how much you want to, but bet that's not that, going to make a space for a, me on the NFL or on the NBA team. That's not going to make a space for me with, with the guy that was doing the BMX writing, having come out and made that statement, if he gets to compete for any reason, so like he's an alternate, mm-hmm. if the person that he is alternating behind ends up injured and can't perform and they put him on the course, there is no way I can see that he doesn't end up with gold because they want to see him do that. Right. The rest of the world. And, and they're not going to be able to give him a bad score. Even if he does suck at what he does, 
Right. Because if, if they do give him a bad score and he does suck, then it's going to be, oh, they're just transphobic is what it is. And that's what, that's what, he's pull, that's what he'll pull out. And so they're all going to be too scared to actually judge him on the merits of what they see. They're going to judge him on the fact that he's a trans person and we've got to give him a good score and we've got to make sure that this guy wins. Right. But see, that's my whole thing with that's that what clip. it's going to that's is, what it's going to boil down to. That's my whole thing with that clip that I had a problem with it has nothing to do with the trans part. It didn't even really have anything. My problem wasn't even anything with um, him wanting to burn the American flag on the podium. I'm all for that. If he's for that and it's his flag, like we already said, he can burn his property all he wants. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the fact that he's doing it on the podium during the Olympics comes down to the Olympic Committee allowing it to happen and the whoever's hosting mm-hmm. the Olympics at the time to allow it to happen. Um, yeah. And if they have a problem with it, it shouldn't happen. But if they don't have a problem with it, then it should happen, and I have no problem with it. But I w- wouldn't support the Olympics because of it. Well, here's here's my thing. Do you really think that as a someone that's come out as a trans woman, a trans athlete, and he's made the Olympic team and he actually gets onto the floor to compete, do you really think that they're going to judge him on the merit of his performance or are they going to give him score because he's a trans athlete? And we can't not give this guy a good score because if we do, if we, if we do actually judge him on the merits of what he does and it sucks and we score him that way, then all you're going to hear is all their chance. No, they're transphobic. I, I don't think so. I think the rest of the world isn't, I think so. isn't crazy like the U.S. is. I don't think that they I would bow so. to that. I don't think so. Well, I, it, it doesn't, all, it doesn't really even matter because that's that that will be his rallying cry. And then when he gets back here to America, the then they'll the, the other Americans will also pick it up. And, oh, there were just. The, the Olympic Committee was just transferred, but you did a great ride. It yeah, was good. But, you know? but you're not getting whether my whether point. It was or not. You're not getting my point. All of that has nothing to do with the point of the what my point of the video was or the audio clip. It didn't have anything to do with I'm fine with him being trans competing if they're fine with making it. I'm fine with him burning the flag if the Olympic Committee is fine with it. The whole problem I had with the Michael Knowles clip was him saying this is a good use of cancel culture well and also you got he said something else in there about the thought that stops thought should be the only thought that you stop stop. right on so many levels that's that's very profound and i do kind of agree with that because whenever you hear these people say oh the science is settled on this issue number one science is never settled because you should always as a scientist be asking more questions you know, because like these people that want to push climate change on us. Uh, oh, the science is settled on climate change. Uh, it shouldn't be. You should continuously be studying to see that if you're if this is actually true or not. And right. if you're not, if you're just people use that. Saying that such and such issue is settled just to shut down debates. Right. That's all they use that for. The science is settled. They're doing that because you've brought forth an argument that I'm not prepared to answer to. And so it's just like falling back to the racist position. Now, I'm sure if they would have said, you know, the science is settled and that didn't work, then the next thing out of said person's mouth would be like, oh, well, you're racist. Just to shut that guy down. Right. 
But do you, whether he's right or not? But do you think they a, should? If they're not, do you think this is something that they should cancel? That um, we've already established the Olympic. If the Olympic Committee's fine with it, why should you be able to be the one to say no? That the no matter how small the majority that's for it is still for it, that they don't have the right to be for it. They do. I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying that. Right. But that's my point with his with his the clip, him saying that is that he thinks this is something that should be canceled. They shouldn't have. He shouldn't have the right to do that. They shouldn't have the right because they represent America. Um, you should be on the American team. If you're not on the American team, you shouldn't be competing in the Olympics. If he obviously hates as America an American. as an American, as an American, but if the Olympic Committee is fine with him competing with it, and the American, well, if the Olympic, if the Olympic team says no political statements on the podium, right, then as a member of said Olympic team, getting up and burning the flag is a political statement. Therefore, when you get up to accept your medal on the medal on the podium, then. If the team, if they've said no political statements on the podium, then you should abide by that rule because you're a part of that team. Right. But then that has and you agreed to it. You agreed to it to get on the team. Right. But then that just has has nothing to do with cancel then because there would be nothing to cancel. He would just do something against the rules and then he would be punished for breaking the rules. That'd be the same as if he was caught doping. They've got a set established rule. But my point is the cancel culture part of it. I don't know what part of this I would agree with that would be fine to cancel. Because I think all cancel culture is wrong. On a cancel, as far as like we defined cancel culture earlier. Now, I think you individually, what you support is a use of cancel culture, but not really. I think if enough people take a personal choice not to support something, the dollar will eventually cancel it because without Mm -hmm. enough support, it's not going to financially happen. Or eventually what you're not supporting will come back from the edge and say, okay, right. We're not going to do this anymore. Right. But as far as them making it to where this wouldn't even be allowed to happen because of the viewers, the supporters, the, you know, and I know he say he's saying it because they represent America. They're part of the big team, the American team. Um, I mean, you you could put that with baseball. I mean, we call baseball the American pastime. I mean, it's so. Are we? Are do you think if a team starts doing something, you should personally not support them, or should you go so far as to lobby to have the team canceled and removed from the? Uh, the MLB. Well, number one, I'm not going to be able to convince the MLB to remove any team from from the roster. Now, if they do something that I disagree with, then I have the right to not to not you know patronize them anymore. Yeah, but if you're and if, if you're a good enough speaker and you produced a good enough viral video that got a big enough movement, doesn't take a majority. It takes a really small, loud minority of people oh, yeah. to get make, to make change. So it wouldn't take much 
if well it'd be whichever side is the loudest mm-hmm. if the the right side is isn't being vocal at all but there's enough of the left side that's being vocal they would just cancel it and say it's not worth the trouble yeah um but see that was my thing with him i was i was my gut instinct is no he shouldn't be able to do that and it should be stopped but i don't know at what point do you go that point to make it stop because i think as a free capitalist society and everything that happens and everything as long as it's legal you know it's not they're not doing something that's violating somebody else's rights they should have the freedom to do it whether i agree with it or not doesn't matter i just don't support it if i don't agree with it um it's mm-hmm. like if i didn't like that they got rid of the home button on the iphone you know and i could decide to choose that i'm not going to buy an iphone anymore but i wouldn't go so far as to say i think that we need to start a campaign and a movement to get the iPhone canceled or Johnny Ives fired, which he doesn't work for Apple anymore, but the lead designer, um, mm-hmm. get him fired from Apple. Yeah. I, I don't know what, uh, I guess that was my whole thing with that. Michael Knowles clip is cause clip that he said, the quote, the what was it the thought the only thought the only thought that should be stopped is the thought that stops stop yeah i stop, think is how stop, it went. thought yeah and that's that's really deep and that's you know that's like the like i said that's like the people that are like you know oh the science is settled no science should never be settled right but that's kind of like the left you know, saying the only thing and, we won't tolerate is intolerance mm-hmm. well and and here's here's the thing about and, and getting into the climate thing, which I know we went all over the place today. Right. But uh, they started back in the late '80s, early '90s, saying we only had ten to twelve years to turn everything around. Right. And that was 15 and it's years been ago, twenty years, forty yeah, years ago. Yeah, that's forty some years ago. So we have long passed that original ten to twelve years. Right. The, the only way that we can continue saying we've got ten to twelve years to turn it around is if, in fact, there's nothing to turn around. Right. Because according to their own logic and according to their own, you know, propaganda that they've been putting out, we've already passed the the ten to twelve years that they originally said. So to continually move in that bar just means all you're doing is trying to induce fear and compliance in people. And and Greta Thornburg is a perfect example of that. She has been brought up her whole life to believe that this is true. And that we've only got, you know, 10 to 12, 15 years to turn things around. And, and she's been brainwashed. I hate it. I mean, I, I'm really kind of sad for the little girl. She's been brainwashed into believing that this stuff is true. Yeah. And she hasn't developed the cognitive ability to be able to say, oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Back in the 80s and late 80s, early 90s, they were saying the exact same thing. that We only had 10 to 12 years. And that's been, like you said, what, 30, 40 years ago? Yeah. So, yeah. So, obviously, this that original estimate wasn't true. They did. They never did go back and revise it and say, Oh, well, we were wrong. They just come up with another 10 to 12 years. Hmm. Well, we've got 10, 12, 15 years to turn this around. And then that time goes by and then you hear it again. Oh, we've got 10, 12, 15 years to turn things around. 
And not, and it never that never comes about because, like I said, in my opinion, this particular issue was put forth the basic reason to control people and to, like I said, tell people what they could do and not do on their own land and uh, figure out a way to tax people more for just breathing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just being alive. All right. I got one more clip and then I guess we could wrap this up. It's getting late. Um, it's uh, that clip of the, let's see if it'll play, if the audio is working. Um, the Miss New Jersey girl, when she was answering, doing her Q&A portion of the beauty pageant. And she went off about free speech and she lost? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. What is the most important issue your generation is facing today and why? Our generation is experiencing an epidemic of censorship and entitlement. And it's because our professors and our celebrities are teaching students to be narcissists, to believe that any view that differs from their own is an existential threat. And this is what I experienced on my own campus with censorship to the point where people believe that speech is violence so that they can threaten other people with violence simply because they disagree with them. Very good. And now your social impact pitch. Free speech. It is listed first under the Bill of Rights for a reason. Without it, all other liberties crumble. But today, we're watching free speech get hammered to the ground by the very institutions that are supposed to promote diversity of thought. Let me ask you something. Are you a student? Are you a teacher? Are you a professor? The mere words, I am offended, are now being used as an excuse to silence students, fire professors, and cancel people simply because they do not toe the popular line of thought. And that's what I experienced, an Orwellian phenomenon dominating my own campus to the point where it got borderline violent. But through the Miss America organization, I will promote Miss New Jersey as Miss New Jersey by empowering the voices of young women who are not afraid to stand up for what they believe in and become a voice to be reckoned with. It's a shame she lost. Yeah. Because she actually had a complete thought process there and she didn't go and like uh <laughs> not once right <laughs> i'm totally impressed with that <laughs> yeah that's one of my favorite uh this is one of the best ones the, i can't remember what they call it the burt something burt something okay recent polls have shown a fifth of americans can't locate the u.s on a world map why do you think this is i personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps and uh, I believe that our ed education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries. So we will be able to build up our future for our children. So she didn't even answer the question at all. <laughs> I love it. She should go into politics. Yeah. <laughs> that was Nancy Pelosi in 1929. <laughs> good morning. Probably. Yeah, good morning. Sunday morning.
I'm going to go over here and eat my $100 a pint ice cream out of my really expensive refrigerator. Out of my $200,000. That, that's right. how much they suck. See that Kamala's headed to the border now? Yeah, after she's been shamed into it. Yeah, because well, cause Trump said he was going. <laughs> he said he'd just do yeah, it. Yeah, like I her. said, like I said, she got shamed into doing yeah. it. That's the only reason she's going. And she's she still not care even about, going. She to doesn't the, care about those people down there. She she's still not even going, going to the southern border. She's going to the western border where all the wall is. Mm. She's not it even figures. going to the part that matters. Uh, I told you about our mutual friend that ended up going into Canada. Didn't I? Yeah, yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah, that's ridiculous. All because he got stuck in a lane he couldn't get out of. And then he got read the riot act once he got into Canada because yeah. he didn't have a passport. All he had was his driver's license. All right. Uh, see you guys later. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media or leave a rating and a review to catch all the latest from us. You can go to socially and follow us on Instagram at socially sensitive and on Twitter at Socially Sense. Thanks again, and see you next time.